Hello and welcome to another episode of All the Webs of Stage, a short play podcast. My name is Stephen Thomas and I'll be your host. Joining us on today's episode, we have Caitlin Rodriguez and Autumn Gaberski. And this will wrap up our ongoing adventures of Tammy Jackson with part five. Enjoy. Sometimes there are messes in your life that you are either unable or unwilling to clean up yourself. Perhaps it's that stain in your carpet, or the bit of fish on your jacket, or perhaps it's a passing of an old friend. In these times, you need someone with the skills necessary to clean up the big messes. You need Tammy Jackson, part-time janitor. The Ongoing Adventures of Tammy Jackson, Part 5, Neurological Nightmare. 5.30 a.m., downtown Seattle. Offices of Barker & Sons. Ronald Barker was dead. With Jim gone too, that left Michael as the sole living owner of Barker & Sons. Assuming, of course, that Michael was still living. Ron's body was a gruesome sight. Fresh blood from his bullet wounds was intermixing with the semi-dried blood of his father. My janitor's intuition told me nothing was getting those stains out and I could no longer bear to look at my now-dead friend. I tied the janitor's hands behind his back using his belt, then made a phone call to the police and waited for their arrival. They asked a lot of probing questions. How did I get in? When was the last time I saw either victim alive? Why did I move Ron's body? All those questions you hope never to have to answer. Ron was definitely right about these cops, though. Their hearts weren't in it. They almost seemed overjoyed about the death of Jim Barker. I was fairly sure they wanted to give the janitor a medal. The cops left the crime scene with lots of evidence, a guilty suspect, a key witness, and little to go on. My instincts told me that there was more to this case than just an angry janitor, and I decided to continue investigating. I owed it to Ron. The cops dropped me off at my apartment with the typical don't-leave-town-spiel casually wafting off their lips, and then they were gone into the night. Many questions filled my mind that night walking up to my apartment. Who was the janitor actually working for? Why did someone want the Barker family dead? And why is my door hanging open again? Well, welcome home, Miss Jackson. Four men were in my apartment. The first, Michael Barker. Though looking worse for wear, Michael was still alive. He was tied to a lawn chair, which I had purchased as an alternative to typical kitchen seating. Mike's mouth was gagged, but it was hardly necessary. Michael was sleeping. Two men were standing guard over Michael, as if he may wake up and break free at any moment. Finally, there was the man lying on my couch. He was the one who greeted me and looked to be the man in charge. He chose not to stand up upon my arrival. I take it my little security device was not successful? Oh, no. It was quite effective. I would have been quite perturbed if it had hit me. Luckily, I was not the target. 
Steve over there, though, <laughs> might want to have some words with you. One of the henchmen looked prepared to talk, but away from the man on the couch kept him quiet. The lump forming on his forehead told me that the silent one was Steve. So, what brings you to my apartment? I'm led to understand that you've been uh, helping Mr. Barker investigate the murder of his father. I found this information most unfortunate. You see, I would prefer if that knowledge remained undiscovered by the authorities. As the lazy man talked, I made my way into the apartment slowly. I wanted to be closer to the henchmen should they want to attack me. Neither of the henchmen made a move to stop me, and the man on the couch was moving as little as possible, so I felt it was going pretty well. You see, Miss Jackson, <laughs> I killed Mr. Barker. I thought you said you wanted that to be a secret. Well, yes, now that you know. Yes, yes, you kill me. I've watched a movie or two. As long as you understand. Boys, take care of her. You are just full of cliches. I had managed to maneuver to a few feet from Steve, who was going for his gun, even before the man on the couch said it was time. I pulled back my right hand, bringing it back towards Steve as a fist. I wasn't able to make much of a connection, but it was enough. I managed to land my fist on his already injured forehead. Steve was quickly rolling on the floor, out of the fight. I had no real plan for taking out the other henchmen, and he seemed to recognize that. He had too large of a smile on his face as he reached for his firearm. I decided to try fixing up his smile, so I socked him in the mouth. I managed to change his expression, but I failed to stop him from getting to his gun. Also, I failed to take into account his other hand, which came around and slapped me in the face. Slapping? We're slapping now? You, you may be a detective, but you're still a woman. I wouldn't want to punch a lady. Fair enough. Treat me like a lady, I'll treat your groin like a punching bag. And I'm not a detective. I'm a part-time janitor. Either way, you're dead now. <laughs> the man on the couch was no longer on the couch. I found myself facing down the barrel of a forty-five caliber pistol, the same kind of gun that was on the receipt attached to Jim Barker's shoe. Fred Nelson, what was your reason for killing Mr. Barker? Now, does it really matter? No, I suppose it doesn't. Batter up! A bullet that would have been the end of my story instead grazed my arm as a baseball flew directly into Fred Nelson's face. I saw my chance, however brief, to take Fred's gun out of the equation. I wrestled his arms up toward the sky. Fred got one hand free to try and grab me, but failed to stop my fist from impacting his jaw. Another case closed. Or, I assume, uh, I take it the tied-up man is, uh, Michael Barker? The voice behind me sounded familiar. And as I turned, I realized why. Standing in the doorway was one of the thieves from the Barker household. They'd apparently not had the opportunity to wash up since their run-in with Ronald on the lawn. Yes, that is Michael. May I ask why you're following me, child? Don't you child me, ma'am. I'm a teenager, thank you. Carrie Johnston, teen detective. Oh, thank you for your help. 
You're welcome. What help did I provide again? James Barger contacted me yesterday morning, stating that someone had kidnapped his son and threatened his life. But he said he couldn't provide me with any information over text. I was at school, so I I couldn't just run off. By the time the school day ended, I I was too late. I went straight to his house, but he was already dead. His body moved. It was difficult to find much in the way of clues with all the looters messing up the crime scene. And that's when you arrived with Ronald. Seeing that multiple investigations were underway and not wanting to tip my hat just yet, I decided to play the thief. I've been tailing you ever since. You know, without your help, I never would have found Michael and cracked this case. You're the one who threw the baseball into Mr. Nelson's face, right? There's some arm you got there. Yeah. I mean, I have to admit, though, I'm no pitcher. (laughs) It was a perfect throw. Yeah, I, um, I I was aiming for the gun. 6 a.m., downtown Seattle, my apartment. After a call to 911, the last remaining member of the Barger clan was escorted to the hospital by medics, while Fred Nelson and his cronies were escorted elsewhere by the police. Michael would remain at the hospital for a day, then head to work immediately the following morning. He was slightly irked to find that his return to work would be delayed by a post-mortem crime scene investigation. My apartment, too, was subject to some mandatory investigation, as well as some serious door remodeling. The city of Seattle was kind enough to provide me a hotel room for the week, which proved to be more comfortable than my normal surroundings. 8 a.m., downtown Seattle, Radisson Hotel. I finally found some time to sleep. All right, and that will do it for the end of our Tammy Jackson five-part series. Or is it? Yeah, <laughs> Tammy Jackson solves Tammy the case. Jackson. <laughs> Next time on Tammy Jackson, she's finally awake. Did you, what? It was I all think the there dream? should be. <laughs> I was oh, going to yeah. think of something else to say, and then I was like, nah, there should be a, uh, a follow-up series of Jamie Taxon, who oh, sure. is a uh, detective <laughs> pretending to do janitor things. Oh, oh Part-time yes, detective. Yes, solid. I'm thinking maybe we could do um, a Tammy Jackson and the Thief. What that a pair. Dope. Caitlin, Autumn, thank you both for joining me today. Before we let you go, can you tell everybody where they can find you other places? Caitlin, you have finally something to talk about in this section. Do I? Yeah. Oh, geez. I don't I mean, guess-wise, well, but it's, it's a three-part at least so far. Oh, it's a two-part so far. Um, yes. Sorry. I was like, what What do you know oh, about me that the, I don't know about me? The, the third part is <laughs> up already. I listened to it this week. Oh, wild. I didn't know that we'd put it up. Anyways. Yes. Hello. I am Caitlin. Thank you for having me. I uh, I can be found on various parts around the internet, mostly at C-A-I-T-A-L-I-E. Catch me most frequently. I was on Laugh It Up Fuzzball on their uh, their their Dungeons and Dragons Star Wars crossover playing... Nice. The world's most delightful bl- butter yellow Twi'lek. Uh, hmm. Just, just a, a little scamp. But yeah, that's uh, that's most of me. Thanks. It's crate dragons and something or other. I forget what. The yeah, I was like crate dragons and something. Yeah. I called it. I had a different name for it, and then we went with. <laughs> well, you know how Joe. We tried. Goes. He's he's got his own. Yep. idea go with what the title uh, should be. <laughs> Death stars and jizz. Yep. 
I asked, fun fact, when I, um, when I said, yeah, I'll be on this. It's right there. I, I asked if I could be a famous jizz player and our DM said, absolutely not, which was disrespectful, (laughs) quite frankly, to the art of jizz. To the art of jizz. Boo. Boo this man. I'm booing him. I'm booing him. I'm booing him. John will never hear this. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he will. I'll be like, John, we said so many nice things about you. You've got to get in on it. Love it. Just us booing him for 30 seconds. We're just gonna bully you for 30 seconds, John. How could you not? How could you how how could you do that to the art of jizz? How could you say that to every jizz player that's ever played? How could you say it to every cantina that's had a jizz band in their midst? How could you? Thank you. That was so succinct. And also, George Lucas, thank you for the gift of that ridiculous jizz. name for what jazz music is. <laughs> thank you, George Lucas, for the gift of jizz. Thank you, George Lucas, for the gift of jizz. Yikes. And Autumn, <laughs> where can Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Autumn Gaburski, big jizz fan here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you like that? You like that? You can find me on the internet, too. I'm on the internet, all corners of the internet. I'm on TikTok, at Autumn Gaburski. I'm on Twitter, at Autumn underscore Gaburski. I'm on the Instagram, Autumn Gaburski. But you know what? If that's all too much for you, just go to Autumn Gaburski, A-U-T-U-M-N-G-U-B-E-R-S-K-Y dot com. You can find the links to all of my social media things that I post on every once in a while. You can take a listen to my voiceover demo reel where I do all kinds of fun commercials and junk. And uh, yeah, come join me on the internet and we'll talk about jizz and all kinds of fun stuff. Beautiful. Well, again, thank you both uh, for joining me here today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, Stephen. I love the Tammy Jackson series. Say, it's a delight. Uh, I hope there's another one, and it's a delight. I I do have a not a Tammy Jackson, but a uh, a, a serialized uh, another five. I write things in five parts. This one's five scenes. Hey man, there's I a reason the five there's a reason the five paragraph essay is so popular. Yep, that's true. It's probably true. Anyway, thank you both for joining me here today, and have a great rest of your day. You Thanks. You too, Steve. Bye, listeners. We'll see you next time on Capes. And wait a minute, that's the wrong one. Shoot. Anyway, bye. And that will do it for another episode of All the Webs of Stage. Thank you so much for listening. I want to thank all three of our Tammy Jacksons over this series. Ari Shaw, Autumn Gaberski, and Caitlin Rodriguez. Thank you, all three of you. Also, a big thank you, as always, to Colin Vance for the wonderful music you're hearing right now. You can find more of his work at ColinVanceCreative.com. And thank you, as always, to Daniel Blue Rodriguez for the thumbnail artwork. You can find him most places as at BlueWolfD. And thank you, finally, to Ronnie Weiss for originally inspiring the ongoing adventures of Tammy Jackson series. Thank you all so much for listening once again, and we'll see you in a month with another episode of All the Webs of Stage. Batter up! A bullet. That was that your sound effect? That was my sound on the face. I was trying to do them both at the same time. I love it. Okay, sorry.
Take it back just a little bit here. I, I, I was aiming for the gun. Kind of like old westerny. Okay, hang on, let me try <laughs> <Which> again. <is> fun. <laughs> it's like a. <laughs> <laughs>